And we are live. Thank you for joining us one more time to Income and Chat Live, uh, the podcast from Live Chat. Today, we wanted to do something a tiny bit different. We have a guest that is not uh, not even nearby. He's actually based in Costa Rica right now. And um, we wanted to touch a subject that is a bit more technical, but not really. I mean, if you're a marketer, you should know what SEO <laughs> is. If you don't, we're hopefully going to answer enough of what it is, but also how it truly influences the traffic on your site, the traffic on your blog, and how you really take advantage of it. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Matt Matthew Woodward. Matthew, great to have Hi. you in the show, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, very, very happy to be here. We are in the middle of a hurricane right now. It's been a bit touch and go. Um, couldn't have planned a worse time to do a live I, show, I, so I, hopefully we, yeah, everything <laughs> goes well. <laughs> hopefully we're going to go through um, it without any, um, without any issues. Um, so just to give everybody a little... A little uh, idea of what Matthew is. I mean, Matthew, is, he's been helping thousands of business to figure out uh, the traffic and the sites through SEO and um, helping people figure out how to use it. But yeah. I'm going to let Matt um, introduce himself and give us a little idea on what he's been working on lately and um, basically what he does. So take it away, Matt. Well, first of all, for everyone listening uh, today, ultimately, I'm going to step you through three different things that you can do right now that will influence your search traffic. Uh, simple things, even if you don't know what SEO is or, or anything like that. Uh, the goal of today is for me to give you three different strategies that you can walk away and implement and see success with. And some of them you can implement while we're on the call, while while we're on the video, right? While while you're following along. So, um, my name is Matthew Woodward. I've been doing SEO for we got to be coming on 15 to 20 years. Basically, it was, yeah, since it was invented. Years, <laughs> since, since when it was invented, yeah. Uh, you know, I was building websites in Notepad um, way back when, you know, before, well, before Google existed, you know, before YouTube existed, before MySpace, Bebo, Facebook, all of that. Um, and I was also quite an entrepreneurial kid and uh, I was always hustling. I was always trying to sell you something, whatever it was. Or if I wasn't trying to sell you something, I was knocking on your door and trying to wash your car or or whatever. And if you said no, I'd just come back every day until you said yes. Uh, <laughs> Which is basically the essence of SEO, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess, right? You know, um, so I was lucky to come up in a time where kind of when I was about... 14, 15, people were still terrified of putting their credit cards in into websites. You know, there was all the kind of scaremongering around, like, if you bought something online, you'd get hacked and lose your house or something like that, you know. Um, so I'm lucky that my natural kind of web interest, my offline kind of entrepreneur and the, the evolution of the internet all kind of converged at the same point. And, uh, you know, I've done the whole corporate thing with great success. Um, Apparently, I'm. I was. How did they say? Uh, you're too passionate about what you do to work in a corporate environment. Um, which is which is the craziest thing to say, isn't it? Like, it was a very polite way of saying it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you're crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, because you know the the web's very fast and dynamic and ever changing, right? Especially 15 years ago, right? Um, and in the corporate structures, very rigid 
and static and you know you have to report up to levels and have, to have meetings about it and then report it down you know um one major international brand we worked on it took us a year to get a sign-up form deployed to, to build an email newsletter a year Jesus. and and that wasn't like a year of just like chatting that was a year of like going to meetings two hours on the train each direction like full teams of people coming together like it was absolutely like the lack of agility that there was in the corporate world in comparison to how fast the web was growing combined with my passion that it was just a bad mix right i mean this so, still, it still uh, happens today a bit right i mean the company's still like all right we have to yeah, prepare our marketing yeah. strategy so yeah. let's work for a year <laughs> figure yeah. out things and it change if, if, if you're a small to medium business, there's a great opportunity in SEO because the big corporates, even if they have the budget, they're rarely spending the budget right. Or they've got huge technical issues with the site, which means they have to spend four times more on links than if they didn't. Or, um, you know, it, we had like departments and each department had an internal budget. So like the online marketing department had an internal budget for the web development department. And if we needed something more than our budget, we couldn't have it. Even though it was just like internal, it was nothing. It didn't mean anything. Like, it's our it money some, anyways. Like, <laughs> some like numbers, some dude in an office just banged into a spreadsheet and was like, it's just, it was just not uh, very well. And um, even things like everything, we made a web sale to get that stock released from the warehouse, we had to go and collect four different signatures physically for every order. Like, and, you, and, uh, and these are these are multi-global big brands. They got no problem dropping five million on to buy a website, you know. Um, and, no, but, and, but and that thing hasn't language. changed. I mean, as uh, I know, you're talking no, about many years ago, no. but there's still plenty of places that they work that way. The the difference now is the directors of, of big companies usually have some kind of experience with web or knowledge or they actually use it themselves back then it was kind of like voodoo right um and 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 directors position ceos didn't understand it despite the fact it was doing tremendous sales they just didn't understand it and would rather trust in traditional sales channels than the new thing right ultimately it's much smaller competitors with much smaller teams with higher priced products could could, could outperform us just because of, of of the shackles we had internally as, as a yeah, corporate exactly. um so there's a lot of opportunity to compete online um especially with seo and especially with the three things you're about to learn <laughs> <laughs> all right so look look i mean i have to be honest because I'm, I'm i'm also an old school marketer and in the beginning, when I, I heard SEO, for me, it was just like, ah, just one of those growth hacking things, right? I, I, <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't take it serious, but but it was not something that I could grasp uh, very quickly. Because um, even though it's a simple thing, now that I understand it better, there were many things that I didn't follow through, like how you structure this, how you truly use it, that yep. is, it makes sense. So yep. with that being said, I mean, I'm really looking forward to those three things that you, uh, you want to recommend. Yeah, I mean, look, SEO is um, there's, 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 there's a lot of kind of mystery around it because it's an ever moving algorithm and Google changes this and that and you don't know what they changed and it's it's you've got a moving target, right? And a lot of people are, are put off by that. But look, SEO really comes down to three 
foundations. And those three foundations haven't really changed in a decade. How you apply certain things has, but the, the, the foundation hasn't changed. And that is level one, have a good site, a good technical foundation that works. It's fast. It works great on mobile devices. It's clean. It's simple. It's easy to navigate. Um, just a good base technical foundation. With that in place, the only other two elements of SEO you need to worry about is content and links. That's it. Content that matches your audience's intentions. So if you're an e-commerce site, you might want to put buyer's guides or you might want to create content that starts with like how to do this, what is this, um, that all tie back into your product line or service or whatever it is that you offer as a business. That's the content element of it. And then the, the third element is link building. And for those that don't understand link building, it's essentially a rigged election. Uh, one website links to another. That tells Google this website's important because this website's voting for it. However, not all votes are equal. A vote from the New York Times is worth way more than a vote from me. Okay, so um, why I say it's a rigged election is because we can create links, we can create votes, um, and it's important that we do that in, in the right way, but we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. So they're the three parts, good technical foundation. Secondly, good content, and third, good link building. If you get the basics right in each of those three areas, you'll see success, you'll see search growth. Um, the problem is most people only focus on the link building part, and you know they put 80% of their efforts on the link building part and the other 20% divided by the other two parts. And this is problematic because what that creates, and there's a case study on my blog actually where we were in the health niche against big sites, big budgets, really authoritative, hardcore, like 100-year-old brands uh, ranking. And what we were able to do just by putting a good technical foundation, the content and links in, with just 76 links, we were able to take their traffic from 2,000 a month to 30,000 a month, which transformed the bottom line of the business. Yeah, I mean, you're, literally, you're literally taking site. the business away from from all companies, we, 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 company, we, like standard we've, companies. We've, we've 14 times the search traffic on, on commercial intent keywords, right? Um, you know, and, you know, it's not like we're trying to like rank for like keywords like free this, download that, like commercial intent keywords that change the bottom line. Um, but other sites were needing three, four, 500 links to compete. It was only 76, but it's because we had that good technical base, that good content and the link building. And most people only focus on the link building. So that's where you get the advantage as a smaller or medium business because you can compete on that. And actually getting a technical base isn't that difficult. Getting good content isn't that difficult, nor is link building. Um, with that said, let's cover one of e one thing you can do in each of those areas that will have an impact on your search traffic and also your conversion rates bottom line across the board. Cool. And before before you move in, um, I just want to let uh, everybody listening, we will get to your questions. We're living towards the end, so you have time to pay attention to what Matt has to say. So yeah, go for it. Matt. Any 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 questions? And also. Even after the fact, even if you're not watching live, um, please feel free to reach out to me. My blog's matthewwoodward.co.uk. I will definitely add ask, your... Ask, ask any question you want. Yeah, I will uh, add all of the information in the bottom of the description so people can reach out to you and figure out what you yeah, can do. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a big believer in the, the, the stupid questions are the ones you don't ask. So 
um, well please reach out if, if you need help. Um, so the first thing that, that, that we like to get right, when we bring any, any, any client on board, any audit we do, any site that we acquire, the very first thing that we do is we look at site speed. Now, this is probably like a cliche thing. You've heard it a million times, but listen, it's, it's important for a number of reasons. Site speed is a ranking factor for both humans and for Google. Now, for Google, it's not often that they confirm ranking factors. It's very much a mystery, their ranking factors that, 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 that we learn through observation and testing. But site speed, they came out and categorically said, this is a ranking factor. Now, on top of that, next year, they're going to introduce an additional ranking factor called Core Web Vitals, which is built on site speed. So, in order for you to be successful from an SEO standpoint, your site must be fast. If you're using a tool like webpagetest.org, you've got to be hitting load times of under five seconds. And if you're using Google PageSpeed, that gives a mobile score and a desktop. Actually, you can use a website called www.batchspeed.com and that will crawl your site and give you uh, page speed scores for all the pages across your site, both in mobile and desktop. Mobile must be 60, desktop must be 90 or, or above. Um, if you're not hitting those metrics right now, your site essentially has a weight around its neck in terms of its organic search and SEO performance right it, it, it despite having good content despite having good links if your site's slow you're giving yourself an uphill battle that's from the seo standpoint site speed is also a ranking factor for humans it's a ranking factor because it directly affects a customer experience it directly affects conversion rate if you're an e-commerce site it directly affects average order value it touches every point of the customer experience um, you know, when you go to a supermarket and you've got everything in your cart and you want to check out and there's a line, that's frustrating, right? You've got to wait. What you really want to do is take your cart of products and just go straight to the checkout pay and get out of there, right? You don't want to be in a queue. You don't want to wait around. So it's amazing how many sites create that experience digitally through, slow, through a slow site. Um, on, on, on top of that, Site speed is important from a, a mobile perspective. Um, if anyone's listening, looking at their analytics over the past five years, you would have seen the amount of mobile and tablet traffic coming to your site growing, regardless of niche. Um, if you're not serving these people with a fast site, again, you're creating that bad experience and it puts people off. So site speed is, ah, of course, it also backs into... If you're running paid campaigns, AdWords, Facebook, Twitter ads, anything like that, that also affects all of your quality scores. It's affecting your conversion rates there. You're ending up paying more in your ad campaigns for lower, for, for less results, right, than you would if your site was fast. So site speed touches your business on so many different levels, so many levels. And, and I equate it to that in a supermarket. Would, would every time someone wanted to check out, would you put a five-person line in front of them? No, you, you'd want them to just check out and get out of there as quick as it can. So site speed's important. Now, how do we fix it? 
if you're running WordPress WooCommerce, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I have a tutorial that gives you uh, a much more detailed step-by-step how to increase your website speed. If you go matthewwoodward.co.uk, the SEO section on the right-hand side, there's an article there, increase website speed. You can follow those steps. That will allow you to fix it if you're on WordPress or Magento or something like that. Some people, however, are going to be on Shopify. Um, that needs its that's its own can of worms, right? Um, there's so many different implementations on Shopify, uh, but one of the common problems we find is people loading lots of fonts uh, unnecessarily. But uh, you can check, go and plug your site into webpagetest.org. If it takes more than five seconds to load, you've got problems. Really, you want it to load in three seconds. Also, go on batchspeed.com, put your site through there. If you're seeing mobile scores under 60, you've got problems. If you're seeing desktop scores under 90, you've got problems. They must be addressed. And the moment you address them, the moment you deploy a fast site, you will immediately see the human benefits in terms of average time on page, bounce rate, pages per visit, average order value, conversion rate. You see the benefit immediately from humans. With Google, we nearly always see a result about six weeks after implementing the, the, the changes. So it's super simple in many cases. If you're on WordPress or WooCommerce, it's just configuring a couple of plugins. It costs you like 80 bucks. Um, and if, 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 if you're not, uh, there's various services. There's a service called Nitro Pack, absolutely excellent. That works with Magento, any e-commerce people running on Magento. Uh, they're going to have Shopify compatibility soon, but um, that's in about five minutes, you can fix your site speed with Nitro Pack, even if you're not a developer and you don't know anything. Um, and that's going to give you your Google page speed scores all 100 across the board, mobile, desktop, your site speed. It's just a connector. It takes a few, a few moments to set up, really. So that's site speed, right? It's a foundation part of SEO. It's often overlooked. We all know that we need to do it. But I don't think we all quite grasp how important it is and how many different areas of a business it touches. Do you, do you, will you say that this is more of a tech factor or a human factor? It's from an SEO standpoint, it's a technical factor because it's a requirement to rank. Cool. But yeah. once you've got the person, right? Like, what's the point of getting traffic if it doesn't convert into sales? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, what's the point of getting someone in the store if they don't buy anything? Um, so that that's why it's important uh, uh, from a tech standpoint. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I wait for you. So um, <laughs> no worries, no worries. No, I'm, like, I'm I'm already into this. So you you keep going. I'll interrupt you with uh, with some questions. As okay, so you know, look that that that, and, and if there's any questions about site speed right now, I can't see them, but feel free to interject with them. Um, it, 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 it's quick to fix and, and the benefits are tenfold. Um, and let me tell you, do not be arrogant and think that you do not have site speed problems. I think less than one in 100 sites I review have good site speed, right? So <laughs> <laughs> nearly everyone has a problem, like, uh, especially if you don't think you have uh, the proofs in the pudding. So with a foundation fix taken care of with site speed, what else can you do in that next six weeks while Google's processing that update? And that is to update your existing content. Uh, 
Now, most sites already have a wealth of existing content. They already rank for some keywords, either by intent or accidentally. And in many cases, you might find if you go into Google Search Console, you can go on performance on the left hand side and you can look at uh, average position and you can see what kind of queries I'm ranking for in the first two pages between positions two and 19. If you see that you're ranking for some good queries there, you can, without much effort, make tweaks to the existing pages and content to increase the, the visibility of those pages. Now, my favorite way to do this is with a tool called Surfer SEO, a, a Polish-based tool. Um, they're an absolutely uh, a great team. The, the tool's been around for like two years. And what it does is it has a feature called SERP Analyzer. So you put your target keyword in, which, which country you're trying to rank for, and it goes out and analyzes all of the top results and compares 500 different on-page factors to you. And at the end, it gives you a very clear report that says you need to da-da-da-da-da. So it will say, you need to add 200 words. You need to mention this term more frequently. You need to mention this term less. You need to add more images. It gives you very specific advice on how to optimize the content. Now, we see great results with it. Um, the wider SEO community has been seeing great results with it. It's why they're a, a, a growing tool right now because the, the proof's in the pudding. And it's really easy if you've got absolutely no SEO knowledge whatsoever to do a technical audit page by page, keyword by keyword, just, just to see how well optimized you are. So if you're ranking in the first two pages kind of, well, even by intent or accidentally, and you run it through Surfer and it's saying, yo, you, you, there's a lot of work here, you can optimize it. And usually within a week or two weeks, you'll see the benefits of that in the results. Now, what's really interesting about Surfer is one of my um, first interactions with it was for a, the, my SEMrush review. And my SEMrush review had like 30,000 words. And Surfer SEO said, you've got to delete 26,000 of those words, which is completely contradictory to most SEO advice. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, and most people say go bigger or better, skyscraper in content, all this rubbish. Um, uh, so I was, okay, let's see what happens. Anyway, I, del I deleted and the next day I was number one. Wow. So and uh, if, if, you, if you look at my Surfer SEO review, within there is the case study video that shows you that, the before, the after, and, and, and um, I've repeated that many times. Um, it, it's It's... For existing content, it's amazing to to just get a, almost a paint by numbers guide of optimization, and and it works. It's really great. On top of that, um, if you're creating new content, they have a content editor. So again, you put your target keyword, the country you want to rank for, and it goes out and it does an analysis, and it has this really cool writing interface. And on the right side is again a paint by numbers guide. Your content needs this many words, this many headings, this many images. These are the phrases you must use, and it, and, it, and it tracks it in real time as you write in. 
It's saying, yeah, you've done this, you've done that, you've done that. These are the questions you need to ask. These are the hedges you need to have. It really just lays out a complete content plan for you. And uh, actually, the content editor is baked into our internal process with, with, with uh, our, our writers. Um, they, that's what they use to create new content. So that's a second pillar, getting optimizing your content. Existing content really easy. Just run it through Surfer SEO, paint by a numbers guide. Anyone can do it. If you know how to edit content or edit text on, on your website, that's all you need. Um, it takes anywhere between 20 minutes and an hour to integrate each, each optimization per keyword. So don't go crazy. Don't like come up with like a list of 100 keywords you're going to optimize all with Surfer. Just pick the five that are most relevant to your business that are going to back into the most margin. Go for those those keywords that are, are, are in line with your business, not with the search volume. Um, and it's a really easy way to score quick wins without really spending any money. It's just time and elbow grease. And if you've got any juniors in, in your team or anyone that, that's coming on or training, anyone fresh out of school, college, university, anything like that, it's a great tool to hand over to them and a great task. Um, because well the results speak for themselves so that's the that's what you can do from uh, uh you know the the content perspective really easily uh without any effort at all so i mean that's and that that was the next question because you're talking about a tool and and i know that's it's not the only tool and i know the guys i mean i i, I talked yeah. to the guys before they're amazing but it works. That's that's the main thing because uh, there are plenty Except, of tools that that can yeah. help you with here and there. But I guess if it doesn't matter what you choose, you have to choose something that works. And yeah, gladly you you have proved that it worked for you. I mean, it's a huge advance. Yeah, and 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 in the wider community is getting great results as well. And the reason Surf is great is because it's a very pragmatic tool. It's looking at data that exists that it can observe. And then making judgments up upon that. Um, one of my secret weapons in, in SEO and general life is the power of observation. Um, also in business, you know, just sitting back, observing what worked for them, you know, learning other people's lessons. Um, and SEO, that's a very handy uh, skill to have because when you do a search in Google, what they're displaying to you is search results. What that actually is, is an output of the algorithm. Google are literally telling you what they want. This is what we want. So applying to the power of observation to that and backing that into content creation, you can usually just Google your term, open the top five results, write a list of pros and cons about each of them, push that into Surface content editor, and you're going to create excellent content that you know Google wants and you know that people want. And uh, it will just rank, you know, um, skyscapering where you, you, you go like you make like a 10,000 word monster piece. Yeah, that has its place. Um, there are times you should use that strategy. But as a general uh, approach to creating content to rank for SEO, uh, that becomes very expensive. It's very resource intensive. Um, you don't need to go that far. Um, Surfer SEO, very pragmatic. It's got two feet on the ground. It's analyzing data that's observable and giving you specific advice based on that in real time. So that's why it's such a good tool, you know? 
lots of other tools outsource their data or they're relying on clickstream data, which is then um, extrapolated and, and, and just an estimation. But Surfer is real hardcore. This is what's happening right now. And this is what you should do in order to um, take advantage of that. We're definitely yeah, going to add, um, because, again, look, because we know the guys, we're definitely going to add their, um, their link in there so people can go and check them out and see, and see how much it can help for their companies. Yeah, I'll give you a link to my YouTube video with the, with when, when I deleted all of that content, um, and it's mind-blowing. Cool. It's mind-blowing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a good foundation with your site speed. You've optimized content, and perhaps you've written some new content that's now optimized with, with Surfer, which, which you sh that's all content moving forward after listening to this. It should be done by that. Um, the third thing is link building, the rig election. Now, link building is where lots of people struggle, lots of businesses struggle, and even a lot of SEOs struggle. Um, now, the easiest way for most businesses to deal with link building is to outsource it. The problem with outsourcing it is it's an absolute minefield. And... Um, there's so many, it's, it's a really filthy area of SEO and it's filled with so much smoke and mirrors and things that if, if you're not technically inclined, you wouldn't pick up on. For example, one of the, the issues with link building is quite often, well, first of all, it's important that you understand um, what is the value of a link. Like, what actually goes into building a good link. And it's kind of harsh to say, but quite often with link building, you get what you pay for, right? Um, you can use link services that will acquire outreach-based links for $50, $60, $70 a pop. The problem is, um, in the real world, if you back that in, in into the business, uh, it costs more than that to produce a good quality link. The cost prices are higher than that. So when you pay in for these outreach-based guest posts that are $50, $70 a pop, what you're actually buying are, blogs on, uh, are posts on private blog networks or posts on heavily farmed sites. Now, the problem with that is these links end up hurting you in the long run. And you, you think that you're kind of winning the election, but you're not. You're actually setting yourself up for failure. Um, if anyone's listening who's used any link services or have built any links, um, one of the other things that we see quite often is um, sites with write for us pages. Um, if you're not familiar with it, uh, quite often you'll see on sites navigating around in the header, sidebar, and footer, they'll have a, a little write for us page. And on that write for us page, they usually indicate that they accept and publish guest posts. Now, the problem with this is they create those pages because they know that a link has value. Just like bread and milk has value, you can't just walk into the store and take it. Uh, building a link from a site now has value, and website owners know that. So when you contact them, they're going to ask for a publishing fee. And that's a problem when they are advertising on their Write For Us page that they do that, because it is against Google's guidelines right? 
paid link building is complete. In fact, all forms of link building are against Google's guidelines, paid link building especially. So it's easy to fall into a trap as a business because doing doing it internally is very difficult. It's a specialist skill set and you need a team. You need three or four people to do it well. So then you outsource it. But then the people you're outsourcing it to are essentially just scraping a list of sites that have right for us pages and then paying to post on them and then they resell that to you with a margin. But all these sites with right for us pages are a huge risk. And Google can easily identify right for us and other types of pages like that and devalue the links coming from them. So if you've paid $50, $60, $100 for your link, it's not worth anything because Google devalued it before you even built the link from it. Um, well, sorry, just a quick question about that. Um, just to get this bit. So one of the best ways or one of the one of the things that you have to do during SEO is build a link building, right? Yes. But yes. if I get it straight, basically Google doesn't want you to do that. So it's a, way, it's a way to trick Google you know, somehow. Yes. Yes. Got yes. All, 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 all forms of manipulating Google search results are against Google's guidelines. Right. So they, they, they have the spirit of keeping the growth and the ranking organic, but after all, we all tried to figure out ways not to and just to. Yeah. Unfortunately, Google are in a position where they want to maintain the results to be organic and natural. And that makes sense. In the real world, though, links are a commodity. They have value. Irrespective of what Google says, they have value because they increase your rankings, they increase your traffic, they increase your bottom line. It's a commodity, just like bread and milk. However, there is a very stupid way about going about things and, and a more intelligent way. Um, unfortunately, Google have created this where actually to do good on its link building needs a good a, a team. It's a substantial investment. And along with all of the tools, you're running four or $5,000 a month just to run the link building team, never mind the other bits. And that's just out of reach for many people. So then they're in this, this, this scenario where they know they need link building. They can't afford it internally, so they have to go external. And there are so many sharks waiting it's unbelievable but google have created that and also not being upfront about exactly what is a good link what is a bad link and, and this kind of smoke and mirrors allows people to to sell links that on the surface look excellent but they don't stand up to basic scrutiny um and this is a problem because most in, in all of my time, there's only three services that I can trust. Um, and I've used a lot of services and spent a lot of money, you know? Um, so it's important that you get the link building right because it can actually end in penalty. If a large amount of your profile, link profile, is these kind of right for us pages, it's obvious you're manipulating things. Google know the only reason the right for us pages exist is to fuel the commodity economy of links, right? So if most of, of the sites linking to you have this right for us page, they know that you rigged the election. They know that you paid to win. And they will punish right? you. And they will punish you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so link building is something that you have to get right. 
it's it, 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 it's it's an important. Now, if you go on my blog, I've got there's about 18 different link building strategies that you can use to go out there and build links, right? If you've got the resource to do it. Um, some of them you can do yourself. We've got like testimonial link building, for example, can be done relatively easily in the afternoon um, and, and there's other things. But in terms of operating a business and, and at scale, you've got to outsource it. There isn't, it's either build your team or outsource it. So you got to know what to look for when you're outsourcing it, right? Um, because there are a lot of sharks waiting for you. And I'll talk to you in a little moment about one particularly technical trick that even most advanced SEOs aren't aware of, and they would say it's still a good link, even though it's worthless. And I'll, I'll cover that one last. Um, the, 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 the most basic indicator you can use, though, is price. And, um, you know, if you're paying 50 to $70, look, a, a good link with everything that goes into a good link, sourcing it, arranging the, 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 the placement, creating the content to a high standard, doing the quality control, paying a publishing fee, all of that has cost, right? So good quality, really good links that move the needle cost anywhere from $150 to $300 or $400. If you're going on to big time placements, um, you can pay a lot more, but I, I don't see that it's necessary. Um, price really does tell you a lot about the quality of the link that you're buying. But even if you're paying that, that doesn't guarantee that uh, it's a good link. Um, people still resell crappy links at high prices. So there are other things that you need to pay attention to. Um, another good indicator um, when deciding if you want a link from a site is, does the site have any current organic search traffic? Meaning, if Google trusts this site to give it traffic, you can inherently assume that you trust this site to link to you, right? Google trusts the site to send them traffic, so inherently you trust them to link to you. This is a very top-level way of if you've got no knowledge whatsoever of kind of deciding, is this going to be a good link? Or if you're using an existing link building service or, or, or outsourcing it, you can use this as, as, a, as a guide to, to say, are they giving me good links? Have it, has it got a right for us page? If it has, avoid that avoid like it, the yeah. plague, like, like avoid it like coronavirus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very trendy um, right now. Very trendy. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> if you've got, uh, probably for the next couple of years too, I think. <laughs> um, and if you, if the site's got organic search traffic or not, if it hasn't, well, then why? Google doesn't trust the site with traffic, so why do I want a link from it? High risk thing to to to, to consider, right? Um, as well, just looking at the place, the, the link itself, the content is the content relevant? Is the site relevant to me? Is it labeled as a guest post? Is it labeled as a guest author? Is it labeled as a sponsored placement? Um, uh, 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 is, you, is, is your placement about, let's say, dog grooming, but then you go on the homepage and you see posts about penis pills? Like, you don't want to see that, right? You, probably you, not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, you know, dog grooming probably extends out into, like, home and family kind of niches, uh, but 
going into like medical like pills and stuff is a bit of a stretch so you want to make sure that that, it, that, it, that it's relevant um there's so many i mean they're, they're the top top level things that if you've got no experience at all you can check and you can have a look at those things to get a general idea of of the quality of link being built um if you want to go internal, like I said, hit my blog, matthewwoodward.co.uk. There's an SEO section and a link building section, 18 different strategies that you can use. For most businesses, though, you should outsource it. Um, I'm completely biased in the fact that I run a link building service called linksthatrank.com, and we build everything to a very high spec. We do lots of quality control. And the one thing that we do that lots of people don't know to even check is let's say you have a link it's super relevant there's no right for us page it's not marked as a guest post it's the perfect link that's only true if there are other so if my site's linking to your site this is your site this is my site and we, we're linking right this my link only has value if it has other links coming to it so if you're on my site matthewwoodward.co.uk and i'm linking to you there needs to be a link from my home page to the page that has your link on if there isn't there's no authority being passed from the the linking site because it's just an independent um, page right because it's an orphaned page and quite often what happens especially with link building services and publishers is they create hidden sections of the site to sell links from. So it looks amazing, but there's no link from the home page to the page your link is on. There's no way you can go to the home page and navigate to the page your link is on. No way. And that means that it loses the vast majority of all its authority and weight making it worthless so um you can have super high like dr80 high authority links super relevant it's indexed by google it's in the sitemap no right for us page hundred thousand organic visitors a month looks absolutely amazing perfect but when you actually try to navigate to the page from the home page you can't do it and if you can't do it google can't do it and we found that issue in around 20% of placements. Wow. So that meant, you know, if you were spending a budget of $5,000 a month, $1,000 a month of your budget was just being set on fire and burnt. And we're the only service that checks for that. Um, there are other services I recommend. Uh, Get Me Links by Gary Wilson and Authority Builders by Matt Diggity, uh, along with my own links that rank. Um, those are the three services that, that you can lean on and trust to just do good job and build the type of links that are going to move the needle without putting you at all this stupid risk that, that many services present. Um, I, I always like to use the analogy, like, like you ever been to a restaurant and ordered Coca-Cola and then the waiter comes and they put the glass down and they leave, they don't say anything, and then they take that first sip and it's Pepsi. 
that is most link building services <laughs> <laughs> right and you're lucky if you even get pepsi you get usually get like the like the the cheap the store cola. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah 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 generic brand cola right <laughs> that's most link building services um so look if you're gonna do link building if you if you if you if you're a small team you haven't got much resource available budget um hit my 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 site um testimonial link building is a great way to get started it costs nothing to do a bit of elbow grease it'll win you some great homepage links um if you want to do links at scale um the best way is to outsource it once you spend in between four and five thousand dollars a month on links you want to start thinking about building your own internal team um but up to that you should really be looking to 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 outsource in order to grow um now i want it to be very clear the vast majority building right um like 80 90 percent of effort goes on link building but unless you've got the technical right unless you've got the content right you're facing an uphill battle with link building and you end up having to spend well build four or five times the amount of links and you actually need to if you have the other pillars in place so I said it earlier, and, and we'll give links, uh, I guess, to, to a case study where we 14 times search traffic. That was because we had a good technical foundation first. Of course, we did link building, but we did link building last. And most people's SEO strategies do it first. So um, it's important that you approach things in the way that we've said. Technical structure, foundation, content, and then the link building on top, right? Um, you wouldn't open a, a retail store with without all of the shop fittings and the shelvings installed and all the products in the right places and everything with the prices and all the tills, you wouldn't open a retail store like that. So don't open your website like that. Make sure everything's right as it should be, technical, easy to use, quick, simple to navigate, content that solves people's problems, connects them to your products or services, and then layer that on top with links. That's the right way to do it. If you're just going to listen to this and just be like, "Well, I'm just going to build some links," there's a priority. There's a priority. I'll take your money, right? And 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 you will see increases, but you won't see any way near as good results if you got the technical and the other stuff right first. So, Dude, that, please, I mean, that, that's amazing because I that's, I, that's, that's, I understand it so much better now too. Like, um, because I I knew about these elements, I just never really put them together in a priority list, right? I mean, to, yes. Yeah, have proper foundations, content, and then worry about the link building, which is basically just gonna get you the money. Yeah. But first, you need to have that foundation for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like a house, right? Foundation first, yeah, exactly. floor, second floor, roof. Same otherwise, thing. it falls. It. But all everyone does is all anyone wants to do is build a roof. I'm like, well, what about the? <laughs> Where you gonna put Like the roofs on the dirt, like. <laughs> Matt, I do have questions from the audience, um, and Excellent. I really want to get to them because I'm. Um, we got these three things that hopefully is going to give not only the base uh, for most people watching, but also a lot of the things that they can develop throughout the process. Um, let me yes. start with a, a question uh, from Bartosz. In your opinion, can you succeed if you're good only at two of these things that you mentioned? Like maybe you only have a cool site and maybe you're really good at links, but your content is terrible or Maybe your site is okay, but your content is really, really good, and your links are getting okay. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so easy to fix each section that the question's almost redundant. Um, because 
let, again, let, let's let's use an Apple store as an example, right? Um, first of all, you got to have the store. That's the technical and the foundation, right? Then you got to have the content. That's the person that greets you, understands why you're in the store, and connects you with the the solution, the product, the service, right? That's the content. And then the link building after that is like when you go out and tell everyone how awesome your experience was. And then more people enter the store and, and come go on. That's kind of like uh, 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 what's going on in, in the three stages of SEO, right? So, yeah, you, if, if, if you didn't have the sales assistant, sure, people would walk into the store, they'd probably buy products and services and, and recommend friends. But their average spend is going to be lower. They're not going to be, you know. Yeah, their experience is going to be the, the, the Exactly. So it's so easy to get each of the things right that you should not just focus on two. Most people struggle with the link building. That's, 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 that's usually the biggest barrier for most businesses. And then when they do try and solve it, they get burnt because of the reasons we spoke about, you know. Um, so no, don't, yeah, you can focus on the two, but there's, but there's better, no better stick to logical it. reason yeah. to do so. Now, um, another question is, if, what do you think are the biggest myths or um, lies or mistakes about SEO? What something people believe that is, is a given, but not really? Um, I think in general, um, people see SEO as a, as a quick win, an easy solution. It's often pitched and positioned like that, um, but it's a long-term game, right? Um if if you're making big change like for example with our agency if you came on as a fully managed client our, our our minimum contract term is four months because we know that it takes about four months to get the, the three foundations right yeah. okay and then after that we move to a rolling monthly contract because um you know if we're not performing we get cut most seo agencies are locking you into 12 months and probably 12 very frustrating months um, <laughs> so that the, the the myth is that seo is just quick and overnight like um there are things the site speed you will generally see results within four to six weeks you go out and optimize these individual keywords you'll see results within weeks but general in general seo is a long-term investment and you must treat it as such um it it it, it will become your strongest sales channel if treated with that kind of respect the problem is people don't treat it with that respect they're trying to take short cuts and pinch and dime their way through things um you know and uh like the the the, the biggest myth to me is uh people coming to me and telling me that their on site's perfect that's the biggest lie i hear <laughs> all the time uh no it's not it, it it's slow like Usually, if you tell me your on-site's perfect, I know it's awful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a good way to identify it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's a, the biggest myth. Look, it's it's a long-term thing. You must treat it as a serious sales channel. Um, and uh, if you think you, you're perfect, you're not. Uh, even my own site, uh, my own sites have SEO issues. They just creep in over time, even if you know what you're doing. So they're they're the main myths, I think. So, um, with especially with what you just said, um, there's another question about uh, it's really hard to catch up with the industry updates, right? Like Google always update the algorithm or LinkedIn, whatever. I mean, most pages do, more search engines do. 
Um, is there anything that doesn't change besides the, the things that you mentioned? No, I mean, in, rather than chase the algorithm, chase a, chase a foundation. Um, having that solid foundation, having that content. Okay, things might change and your search traffic might fluctuate or it might drop off. But usually people that have had big drop-offs in search traffic, it, 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 was, it was a long time coming, you know? Um, you know, like we had the May update recently that, that canned a lot of people and all of the sites that we've audited and looked at were like, well, yeah, that was obvious you were going to get that. And it was because they were focused on, 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 on link building and not technical foundation. Um, so it's, it's easy to get caught up in chasing the algorithm and the changes and the things like that. Uh, but don't do that. Chase the foundations, get, get the base things right. Um, uh, and that's it. If an algorithm updates and you get hit, use the power of observation. What's Google now ranking? Why have they dropped my page? Why has that page appeared? Um, usually you can find uh, some kind of logic in the chaos just from observing the search results and, and, and the changes. So um, you'll drive yourself nuts if you, if you chase the algorithm. Um, just do a good job on each of the foundations and in each area of your business and all of that will converge into search success. The last question, so um, we can let you go and enjoy the hurricane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Black Hat SEO, this is something that still works in 2020? I hate this argument. Um, <laughs> okay, so human stupidity. Let's talk about that for a minute. Black, the black hat and white hat SEO argument is, for me, a perfect illustration of how stupid and arrogant we are as human beings. We have enforced human morals and society-based constructs on an emotionless algorithm. And from that, we've labeled it as white hat because all things white are good and black hat because all things black are evil, right? And we've created a divide over an algorithm. It's an algorithm. All the algorithm is looking for is certain metrics. And all our jobs as SEOs is to give the algorithm the metrics it wants. Why are we bringing social constructs into this conversation? And why are we labeling things as black hat and white hat? All that serves to do is, first of all, divide. And it also inherently, if, if you identify as white hat, you're an idiot, by the way. Um, equally, if you identify as black hat, you're an idiot. Um, because once you identify as one or the other, you instantly become ignorant of the other side. And that only serves to stop you developing a complete SEO knowledge. It's an algorithm. Yes, there are rules that humans at Google have published that they would like us to, to, to work within. But it's an algorithm. It's looking for certain metrics. We just give it the certain metrics at once. That's it. So the black hat, white hat argument to me is, 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 is stupid. Um, now where 
it, it sometimes is used as to describe risk, right? Black hat techniques are more risky than white hat techniques. Um, but let me tell you, um, link buildings against Google's guidelines. It doesn't matter. Like if you see people using the term white hat link building, they're a special kind of idiot because <laughs> all forms of link building are against Google guidelines by traditional uh, SEO definition of white hat and black hat. All link building is black hat. Guest posting is black hat. There's no such thing as white hat link building. So every SEO on the planet by definition is black hat. But then they're riding around with kind of like this this white hat moral high ground kind of thing. So for me, um, the whole thing is stupid. It's just a demonstration of human arrogance and stupidity. Uh, we're imposing our, our will on an algorithm that, that is uh, uh, an algorithm. It doesn't have emotions. Um, no, th thank you for the honesty. That's, that's, like, that's, that's um, yeah, that, great question. You you opened a can of worms with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, know. Like, I saw the passion. In, 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 in the end, just give the, the algorithm what it wants. What does it want? Look at the search results. That's, that's it. Cool. So two things. First of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, yeah, I, thank you. Um, I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna be waiting for all the information so I can put it in the descriptions, together with all, all your blogs and um, your page and some of the pages that you also recommended to help yes. achieve yeah. some of the things. Um, also, yeah. I'm gonna be waiting for a 90 90 day SEO T-shirt. Hopefully, you're gonna send it uh, to us. <laughs> and I hope we can do this again, man. Like, I I really want to. I mean, I want to thank you again. I know this is not the easiest time for you to join, and I hope you enjoyed <laughs> the time in Costa Rica. And we'll see you next time. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for joining. This is yeah. incoming chat. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for having me on. Um, and and just just before you cut me, you know, look, reach out and, uh, and 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 ask any questions. The stupid ones are the ones you don't ask. I'm here to help. Um, remember three foundations. Go get your site, and and these are things you should go and do right now. Go get your site speed fixed. Go get it done yesterday. Go and spend the next few days optimizing some existing content with Surfer, and next week backlighting up into some link building. Four to six weeks from now, you're going to be in a great position, and you're going to be sending me a a happy message. So uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, good luck with the, the world and everything that's happening. <laughs> yes. Craziest day of the year for sure to be talking about. Anyway, brother, <laughs> thank you so much. And again, everybody listening, see you next time. Cheers.